Hello and welcome to Series 1 of the Overcoming Limiting Beliefs podcast. I'm Mark Bristow and this is for you if you're not where you want to be in life and you don't know why. In this series I'll share with you gentle techniques, tips and interviews with change specialists to help you move away from where you are and towards a life you truly deserve. Well hello and welcome to the Overcoming Limiting Beliefs podcast. And I can't think of a better person to start this series off properly than my good friend, Brett Moran, who's joining us all the way from Thailand. So there may be one or two technical issues along the way, but thanks for finding the time to, to talk to us, Brett, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, Mark, you're welcome, mate. As soon as you, as soon as you messaged me, mate, and you said about a podcast interview, I, I had to say yes, mate. I'm excited. I love everything about you, mate, and everything you do. So I feel, I feel very honored that you invited me to be on here. And hello, everyone listening. Well, thank you for that, Brett. You're such a nice guy. You really are. Now, when I'm visualizing who I want to be, there are two things that always crop up. And one of them is to have the energy that you've got. And the second thing is always to to be as positive as, as you always are. But it wasn't always like that for you, was it? No, it weren't, mate. No, it wasn't always like that. It was... Um very, very dark kind of uh, thoughts and feelings or moods, whatever we want to kind of say it, long time ago. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was locked away in prison by the time I was about 19, 20, I think. My first, I think uh, actually about 20, I think I did my first prison sentence. I had a daughter at the time as well, um, who was a baby at the time. And I just kind of got mixed up in the wrong crowd, mate, lived on a, on a council estate in, in England and uh, went kind of down that path of drugs and uh, alcohol. And obviously it made me feel kind of suicidal and depressed and, and and funny as I say that though prison was the best thing that ever happened to me mate when I was in prison I found a book on meditation and mindfulness and I just started meditating in prison Mark and uh, I realized something which I really love sharing now um, is that I found freedom inside prison I was in there for months and months um, and I found freedom inside a prison cell because I realized I didn't realize it back then. Back then, I was just desperate. I needed a way out, literally. And I just meditated. So I closed my eyes and I found freedom inside my own mind. And there's a great quote that I read like uh, in the last few years. It says, your mind is either a prism or a palace. And what you make of it is up to you. And that quote has just always stayed with me. And now I look back over the kind of like 17, 16 year journey or whatever it is that I've been on of kind of personal development and self-growth and awakening I realize now that the prison for everybody is the one inside in between the head, you know, the ears, the, that's the real prison. And I've met more people that have never committed a crime. They've never been to a real prison, but they're doing life sentences inside their head because of limiting beliefs, because of negative thinking and all this critical stuff, the stories that are inside their head. So I'm so grateful that I had that moment of solitude. And then I had that moment of awakening inside a prison. And, and, you know, even now, like, you know, you can be living on a beach and you can have all the money, you can have a nice car, but if your mi- mental health takes over and you, your mind kind of becomes like a prison, doesn't matter what you've got on the outside, you, you, you're not going to enjoy it. So for me, freedom is an inside job. So Brett, you've talked before about finding this book on meditation in a prison library. And for you, finding that book and reading it, was, was that a light bulb moment for you? Or did things take a little bit longer? Yeah, to be honest with you, mate, I, I was actually in a, in a prison library doing a drug deal. And a guy that was giving me the drugs didn't turn up. And uh, I just found this book on mindfulness called Moment by Moment, 
by Jerry Brazar and forwarded by that guy Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese monk. And I just took this book back to my cell and I started reading it. And, and it, it was in that moment I started to like, learn about mindfulness and breathing. And um, some strange reason, I put my hands together and I, I prayed. Uh, I'm not religious. I'm still not religious to, to this day. Uh, I believe in something bigger, but I just don't believe in a lot of the, the, the kind of dogmas and ideologies. Um, and back at that time, go back 17 years ago, if you can imagine my lifestyle, I, I was born on a council estate selling drugs by the time I was 15. Um, my dad was a racist football hooligan. Um, and, you know, going to church and praying to a sky, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't normal behavior. But the book, I don't know, the book just calmed me down for a moment. And it was just a natural behavior. And I still pray to this day, Mark. Again, I'm religious, but I think prayer to me is an, an opportunity to go into that silent space inside you where the answers already are. Um, and, yeah, and to be honest with me, I came out of prison I felt like my life was going to be different. I never had this kind of like white light appear and this big spiritual awakening. I actually went back to prison about six months later because I got back on the drugs, started doing things like armed robberies. Um, and then I came out of prison a second time. You know, I think I got done for drink driving about two years after that. Um, you know, and it, it says it wasn't an overnight transformation. Uh, people see my life now. I live on the beach. I work. I make money online. I don't drink. Obviously, I don't take no drugs. I literally... I've got a lot, I've got a dream life at the moment. Um, but it's taken me 17 years to remove those limiting beliefs. And I think this is why I love your topic. And I said, yes, definitely to your podcast, because I've really realized like, number one, the mind is the prism. Um, number two, it takes some time to change. And number three, the first thing that you need to do is change those limiting beliefs because you never picked any of those beliefs or those stories in your head. And the funny thing is that none of those stories and none of those beliefs that you're telling yourself are true. And that's if you, even if you can hear them on a subconscious level, they're so deeply ingrained, right? None of them you picked. And we're not blaming our parents. We're not blaming society, but it's our responsibility to change them. If not, you're going to repeat the same patterns for the rest of your life. And so it's taken me like, yeah, nearly two decades, my beliefs, but I'm so happy that I just, I dived into this adventure and, um, and change my beliefs, mate, because now I've got a life of just absolute bliss and freedom. And the only thing, you know, forget about all the kind of the book and the spiritual stuff that I talk about. But if you really think common sense, the brain is just like a computer and whatever it's programmed to do, it will always do. And if you didn't pick those programs, then you could have a life full of suffering. But the great thing is that you can empty the trash in that computer of the brain and choose new beliefs at any given moment. Hence why I love all the techniques that we've learned over the years, like matrix reimprinting and EFT and stuff, because uh, it just seems like it's a quick route into the brain to, to rewire the mind. The mind is such a beautiful gift. Like life is such a fascinating adventure. But if that brain is wired not to see that and that brain has been hijacked or conditioned by parents and society, no wonder why we have depression, anxiety, addictions and suffering in the world, because we're not living our truths. We're, we're living a lie, which is wired in the brain. And that's so true. That's what I think, anyway. <laughs> no, and I, and, and I, and I, I, I totally believe you. The, the, the points that come out of that is, is, is your mind being a, being a prison. But often we don't realize that something is buried in our subconscious. We don't actually realize what our, our, our core beliefs are, do we? And, and because they've, they've, they come to us at, at a, a young age and are there in the subconscious, all the conscious thinking in the world probably won't get around that. So, so having the techniques that, that that we have to, to get to the subconscious to find out what we're truly believing are really very helpful, but it's making that decision to change. And, and then 
having the time and making the time to work on it. This is not an overnight thing, is it? It's not, you don't go down the gym once and then you, you're, you're able to, to run a marathon yeah. or, or lose 20 pounds in weight, whatever you want to do. It's, it, it's something that we have to constantly work at. Yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. I love the way you just said that about going to the gym. Yeah, I love that. It's such a great analogy because we can because we can physically see the body, right? We can physically see the the body, and so when you go to a gym and you lose the weight, you see the transformation. But sometimes you the, the beliefs inside that subconscious mind they're not tangible. You can't hold your belief system in your hand, and so it's it's a tricky one, mate. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's definitely definitely worth it, right? So I love the way you just kind of made that more tangible for people to understand. Um, but when you do change those beliefs that are subconscious and first thing you need to do is find out what they are. And um, when you do change them, then you will see the physical reality wrap itself around the vibration of what's inside the brain. You know, it is, I know it sounds kind of far out, but it's actually common sense, but it's just not common practice. But if you change your money beliefs, for example, the best kind of one to think about, then the money in your bank account is going to change. If you change your relationship beliefs, your relationships will change. If you change your beliefs around your health, then you will go to the gym and your body will change. So I, I truly believe that if you break it down to the belief system, um, that's the thing that we should, that's, that's what we want to be focusing more than anything on the outside world. Absolutely. And I guess when you're doing all these drug deals and getting all to the bad stuff that you were doing, I'm guessing you didn't think that you'd ever get to write a book. Ah, oh, mate, funny you saying that. Actually, because when I was a I was a crack addict, a crack addict as well. So my my drug of choice was more stimulants. I was more of a drug uh, crack addict. Somebody liked to get really high and go on these crazy rampages. And um, I actually remember smoking crack in a car in a council estate, uh, and I just had this voice in my head that told me I was going to change my life and write a book about it. And I told my mate who was sitting next to me in the car as I blew out the crack fumes, and I looked at him and he just said, "You're mental." And I actually thought to myself, yeah, he's right. Like, what was that voice? I am mental, even though I'm smoking crack and I'm paranoid and I'm schizophrenic. Um, but listen, listening to this voice that told me I was going to change and chat, like write a book, that sounded crazy. But Mark, to be honest with you, I, that, that, that voice has never left me. And, and now I can understand it and I can explain it with confidence that there is a voice inside all of us that wants us to succeed, to be free, to be happy, to create, to live the dreams. But like Mahatma Gandhi said, none of us take the time out to listen to that voice. Well, when we do listen to that voice or we hear that voice, we deny it and think it's crazy. But we listen to all of the garbage and the negativity and the beliefs inside the head that are self-destructive, that are critical and judgmental. So I'm, again, I'm very grateful that I, listened, I heard the voice pop into my head. I was going to write a book. Didn't know what it, where it came from, what it was. But then I went to prison and I had the opportunity then to meditate and nurture and nourish that part of me. Um, it's like that story, isn't it? The two wolves that are inside us. One's a good wolf, one's a bad wolf. And then they have this fight and one of these little children says which wolf wins and the granddad says whatever wolf you decide to feed and so i think for me i've just been feeding my inner wolf my positive wolf with just love with joy and happiness and letting go of all the negative things that fed the bad wolf the negative wolf and just realize that there's a good there's a good and you know, i don't really want to say a good and a bad in all of us but there's a kind of spark and energy inside all of us a love and if we feed that rather than let society feed the other one and the news and the media hijack us I think that uh, we will just grow like a flower into the beauty that we should be or we, we, we can become. So, yeah, I did think about it. Long answer there. I did think about writing it. <laughs> but I was smoking crack at the time, so it took me quite a while to get off the crack and then write it. And it really is a fantastic it's, – it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. I've, I've read it a few times. I've listened to it on, on Audible. And I've bought it so many times for, 
my clients. It's called Wake the F Up. And it really is a great example of how you can turn your life around. You've really gone from sort of one end of the, the spectrum to the other. And, you know, it's, it's part self-help, but it, it's also your story of how you really turn things around. Yeah, I think so, mate. It goes back to what your podcast is all about, you know, going back to like changing the belief. So that, my life would definitely not have changed. If, everything in my life now, I say to my friends, my clients, or anybody that I work with, like my life now is literally a, uh, a reflection of, of what's inside. I believe that life wraps itself around your vibration. Your vibration is your energy and your thoughts and your beliefs are an energy. And I believe that like all the freedom that I've got now, living like 10 steps away from the beach, you know, all of that stuff and the money that I make from online courses, like that to me is just that I changed the beliefs in my head. So I know for a fact, if I never changed those beliefs, then I wouldn't be living my life like where I am now. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sussed it. I've still got limiting beliefs. I'm still working on myself. Definitely haven't sussed it, mate. I love this path of awakening. But um, yeah, over the years, I've just changed some beliefs. And I, I believe anyone can do it, mate. But again, it's common sense, not common practice. And, and, and would you put all the years in to change those beliefs? And we become impatient as well. You know, I screwed up so many times. I went back to prison. I got back on the drugs and back on the drink. You know, relationships. I've been in debt. I've been bankrupt, all the money. But most people kind of give up. And they're like, oh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And there's just something within me that's like, if I can change the beliefs a little bit, then I can just keep on changing them. And I don't think I'll give, I can never give up. So um, I would say, I would encourage anybody, number one, that you've got the power within you to change any beliefs that are limiting you right now. And, and how do you know if your beliefs are limiting you? Just look at the love in your relationship, look at the money in your bank account, look at your health. If you're not happy with it, change your beliefs. It's as simple as that. And number two, be patient. It takes time. Um, and, and number three, actually, just do it consistently. Whatever stuff you're sharing, Mark, like the EFT, the matrix stuff, you know, you and me know that when we work with clients, they've got to do it every single day again and again. And that's just something that I've just been, that's just something that I've done. And that's why I think my life is such a transformation right now. Anybody can do it, but I just, I was somebody that just did it again and again and again, because once I saw the results and I got that taste of freedom, I'm like, what else am I going to do with my life? Be like, follow the crowd and become unhappy or stay addicted to drugs or just see if this stuff really works. And thankfully it did. And I think the important points to mention there is, as we've mentioned before, is, is just to keep going. I mean, in, in your particular circumstances, you went back on the drugs, you went back to prison, but you just kept going. And this is the point, as is, is, is we keep saying, it's, there's going to be roadblocks along the way. There's going to be things that stop you. And then it's at that point, it's like we said before, going to the gym, you're not going to do it just two or three times. There might be a... a a, a day when you don't feel like going and, and you don't go, but you just start again. And, and the whole thing is just to keep the, this, this, this thing going and, and believe in yourself. Yeah, totally. Mate. It's kind of like, it's like, you know, like what's everyone's going through right now, you know, this whole COVID thing, like I don't really want to go on about it, but like, you, you know, this is like a great opportunity for, for a lot of people to kind of wake up and you've got so much time on your hands. There's so much change happening uh, it's a great opportunity to look at where we've come from or the lives that we've kind of had and, and, to, and to choose where we want to be going in the future. So like I think out of every crisis, every challenge, I think it's an opportunity for change or big transformation. So I'm so grateful that I was a drunk and lost and kind of like felt like killing myself because now I found so much love and so much light and joy. And I say that to my clients that come to me with depression and stuff. I'm like, good, like be so grateful and thankful that 
you've been given this uh, this challenge because if you put the work in and if you if you change those beliefs this will be the best thing that's ever happened to you and it's kind of like the same as what's going on in the world now obviously i'm sending love to anybody that's really been affected or they've lost people through covid-19 but for the average person like the percentage of people that really are not um, and or, or people that have lost jobs don't get me wrong that's like you know it's scary and people don't know what's going on but this is this is an opportunity to wake up and i think every crisis is like that but not everybody will think like that naturally the brain will go into fear naturally the mind will go into anxiety naturally we live in a system where you know uh, the news and the media feed off of those kind of vibrations and so naturally we'll go into that but we have to find that strength within us to then go how do winston churchill said a great quote he said a pessimist will always see the difficulty in every opportunity an optimist will always see the opportunity in every difficulty and so i love that because it just shows that it's just inside your head. It's the way you look at life. And as you've said there, there, there are always two ways of looking at things. And yes, we're, we're in a bad time at the moment, but now there is time to reflect and, and look at our lives and say, do we want to go this way or do we want to go that way and make that decision and just run with it? Yeah, totally agree, mate. Taking the action and cracking on, yeah. So, so very much, I just like your expression, cracking on, given that you were a drug addict, but um, <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah, cracking on, but not in the way you used to. But uh, so, so, so you, you went from being in prison, being a crack addict, doing lots of things that, that you're not proud about, but are totally open with and share with everyone, which is, which is fantastic to actually appearing in a film alongside the likes of uh, Richard Branson. How did that come about? Yeah, so one of my friends called Sasha Allenby, she was in the EFT in the Matrix world a while back. She wrote some books and stuff. And um, she was just uh, in, a, in, a, in a, um, she was in a meeting with somebody that was talking about making a documentary, a guy called Harry Massey. And then he just was looking for somebody with a, a unique story, um, like a, kind of like an average kind of person because they had like Richard Branson in it. Um, I think Desmond Tutu was in it for a clip. Had people like Jack Canfield, uh, um, uh, David Hamilton, and there was a few others in there. And then they just asked me just to kind of, it was all about the film. The documentary is about change. Um, and so I suppose they wanted to show some kind of normal, not normal, but a person that people could relate to that had made a change. And so uh, I ended up thinking it was just like a little part in the, in the film. And then they just ended up giving me quite a lot of bits in it, <laughs> quite um, a big part in the film with my little daughter as well. well. She's not little anymore, but she was little at the time. And, and then, yeah, and then I got a book published. Uh, that's how the book came around. So it's kind of just been, I've just been getting out of the way, Mark, and going with the flow, really. I'm not so, um, not so attached to it all. I love sharing. I give 100%, but I think happiness is always inside. And I just feel like it's nice to help people, but I'm not attached to, 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 to kind of like getting book deals or being in films. Uh, it's just about how can you help somebody else that's kind of going through what you've all, all been through. So I'm enjoying it, mate. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I find the more I do yoga and meditation, which I'm into like, a lot now, and the more I get out of the way, actually, the more, the more opportunities come to you. You know, when we do it from a place of ego or forcefulness, I feel like you might get what you want, but sometimes you're not happy with it, you know? And so I've, I've just, I know it sounds a bit soppy and soft, but I love it. I'm just coming more into my heart and getting out of the head and then just being guided, mate. And so I think, to be honest with you, even though I've done the film, I've done the book and I had a YouTube video, a YouTube channel. I only, I feel like I've only just started, mate. And we're just, we're just starting loads of new things again this year for next year. So I feel like I've only just started, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. And, what I love about you, Brett, is that you 
walk the talk. I'm going to tell this story that uh, a few years ago now, uh, I came down to see you with my daughter, who who was uh, well, she was actually coming to have a tattoo redone, and and apparently Bournemouth was the place yeah. to to do it where you were living at the time. Uh, on the way down, the car broke down just outside of Bournemouth, so we got towed in. To cut a long story short, we ended up spending a couple of days with you, and you kindly put us up because uh, we'd only booked one night in the hotel. But what I saw then, just coming out with you, we, we went to this cafe that you always went to, and there was a homeless guy sat outside, and you talked to him, and the way you talked to him, it, it was he was like your best best friend, and, and, and why wouldn't he be? But then you just said, oh, I'll, I'll just go and get your coffee. And, and, and then you spoke to the, the, the people in the shop. In every shop we went into, you, you were talking to them like your, your, your best friends. And it was, it was such a great example to, to everybody, rather than grunting at these people, which you see a lot of people do, or a lot of people sort of treating them like, like, like they don't exist. And, and I really saw it firsthand then, just what, what a great guy you are and, and how you turned your life around. You changed your beliefs in that you know, that, that everybody is worthy and, and, and to make the world a better place. And, and that thought is always stuck with me, not necessarily, you know, you, like you said, being in your films or, or, or whatever like, like that. It was just how you treated your fellow human beings and that. And, and, and that was just great. And like I said, that, that, that stuck with me for, for all those years since when, whenever it was. So we can't cover everything in this podcast on, on what you do, but where can people find out more about you? Where, where can they see you? Where can they hear you? What, what can they do to get a bit more of Brett Moran? Yeah, mate. Um, they could probably come to my like, like a website, um, brett-moran.com or they can find me on Instagram, Brett Moran underscore. Um, and I do, like I was doing yoga retreats um, and uh, yoga teacher trainings coming up this year. Um, like one of my one of my visions is to open this yoga resort that I've got my mind on. I'm glad it never happened last year because of what's happened with all the uh, this year. Sorry, because of all the flights. Um, so I've still got that on my mind. So I do yoga teacher training and yoga retreats for people to come over and to find that sense of freedom and remove all these beliefs. But just why stuff's going on right now, I've put a lot of more stuff online. So I've got a 10-week yoga, uh, sorry, a 10-week meditation teacher training program coming up this week. Um, people can do like uh, meditations uh, and, and go deep into that or they can actually become a meditation teacher and start you know, working online and coaching people as a meditation coach. And I also do for everybody a free meditation every day um, at nine o'clock the UK time, which is on Instagram. So again, it's Brett Moran, B-R-E-T-T-M-O-R-A-N, then an underscore. And you just go onto my Instagram and every day on the live stories, I do a free meditation because I um, just feel like the world needs it, mate. And we get about between 40 and 60 people come and turn up at the meditations every day. And there's a nice group of us and we're meditating together. Um, and yeah, if anybody's ever got any questions or they just want to ask me something, mate, just anyone can always reach out and just find me on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere and uh I just love helping people. I, I, I find it, I'm passionate about it. So yeah, definitely reach out. Well, thanks for helping us today in, in sharing just part of your story. As I've said before, you're a real inspiration to everybody, Brett. And thank you again for finding time to speak to us. And good luck with your ventures. Thanks again. Mate, I really appreciate it, Mark. Have an amazing day. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone else listening has a great day. And uh, yeah does all the stuff that they do with you, what you've got to offer, because you're a great guy as well. And uh, you, you really walk 
that you really walk the talk as well, mate. You've been doing EFT and helping people. Um, we've been chatting before for years. So uh, you're somebody that just keeps on going with it, which is what I love. So yeah, I appreciate everything you do, mate. Have an amazing day. Love you loads. Thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading the Overcoming Limiting Beliefs podcast. If you like the content and would like more episodes, please subscribe at iTunes, rate it and share on social media. To find out more about how I may be able to help you help yourself and to download free content, please go to markbristocoaching.com.